Hey y'all, happy Tuesday. Girly Talk Tuesday. It's like your signature line now. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we are so excited about this episode this week. We have our very first guest on. Her name is Carson Bragg. She's from Florida. She co-owns a boutique with her sister. She's a cheerleading coach and a mom. And we are so excited. We're going to get into it with her. Hey, Carson. Hey. All right, now I got to figure out how to do two views because I see you and I see me. Kayla, where are you at on here? Oh, I figured wow. it out. I figured it out. How do you, oh, how how do, you do, do that? that? You scroll over to the right-hand side of your screen. Oh, cool. Well, Carson, Kayla, Kayla, Carson. Hey, it's nice to you. <laughs> I like creeped her Facebook. I'm like, I got to get on a personal level with her. <laughs> oh, she'll, she'll tell you all about herself. She's very, she's very much so an open book. Um, I'm very much yeah, Chevy. I love Chevy. Where did you get Chevy from? I mean, of course, Chevy, but like I was very against it, but his dad. Um, so I got pregnant with him when I was 20. Um, and me and his dad had been like on and off or whatever. But I was so like against it. And then eventually I was like, well, I'll pick out the girl name and you can just have Chevy for the boy name. And so then we found that it was a boy, and I was like, crap. <laughs> but no, once he was born, I was like, Yeah, he looks like a Chevy, and he's a Chevy and all his little um, friends at school like, call him Ford and <laughs> try to like, make like, a joke out of it. <laughs> my dad's such an asshole. Didn't he say who, who drives a Ford? Was it Tyler? Um, I don't Did know. That, didn't my dad say something smart about it one day? He calls Shane a leprechaun. So I'm sure <laughs> he's so rude. Um, no, I was talking to my sister the other day because I was like, dude, Leslie, like, I don't know how raunchy they get, but like, remember like the first time I ever got drunk was at Leslie's house. Uh, you remember that? There was like 15 of us at your house. When you had that three-story house in Jacksonville, dude, I don't even yeah. know where you were. No, that was in San Jose. It was like right off of San Jose. Oh my gosh. I remember it was like so insane. Like, I think we were like freshmen or something. And I was like, the first time I ever got super drunk was like at your house. And I was like, after that, I was like obsessed with Ashley. Like I was like, Ashley's like the coolest kid ever after that. I'm glad you remember that because I was, I was thinking about that I was like I know we we've had memories together but I don't know how like we actually met and I think it was yeah I was gonna ask how y'all met I don't even know dude Baldwin's so small like everybody's friends with everyone I feel like it was yeah everyone was very common so but how have you been good you know crap. I can literally. tell I don't know how you do it literally like this year well last year I like put way too much on my plate. I was like, I can never do this again. And so like 2023 is like the year that I say no. And so like, that was like my new year's resolution. I was like, I'm going to start telling people no. Cause like yeah. me, it's like, Oh, do you want to be the baseball team mom? Yes. Do you want to do this? Yes. And I'm like thinking I have 14 other jobs. Like there's no way I can do this. And it's still like, yeah, that's why I'm like, dude, I can never have another kid. Like there's absolutely no way. I was telling Leslie, I was like, 2023 is the year that we stop being people pleasers. Yes. It's not it's working for me. No, yeah, she'll text me and she'll send me like a screenshot of like somebody asking her to do something. And she's like, why am I like this? Because she's like the yes person to everything. And I'm like, yeah, well, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. And she's like, I know, but like, I feel bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how okay. to know. Um, do you co-parent with your son's dad? Um, He's actually my fiance. We live together. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know if y'all were, I, I was trying to keep on your profile, but I was like, I don't know if she's married or... No, so I'm very, very like eh, about my relationship. Like, I don't post a lot of relationship stuff online. Yeah, I didn't either until we started a podcast. Now, Travis is acting all good and everything. I ain't got nothing to shit talk about him. 
Her That's awesome that you're engaged. Yeah. They've been together for even during high school, right? Yes. Yeah. We started dating when I was 16. And then I got engaged to him like probably like a year before I got pregnant. And like, I was still really young. So I wasn't like, we were thinking like a two year engagement. And then like, yeah, he played college baseball and he went, so he played at like two different schools. And then the last school, he was like three hours away. And he came home like winter break and he was like, yeah, I'm not going back like for a senior year or whatever. And I was like, excuse me, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm not going back. And then like probably like nine months later, I was pregnant. I was like, yeah, you should have went back to school. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Ours did not turn out how we had planned either. So I feel that. Yeah. You think of ages and you're like, so I was 21 and I was like, you think that's not that young, but like when you're 21 and pregnant, you're like freaking out that you're so young. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I totally get it. I didn't, I don't even feel like an adult. Like people would be like, ma'am, or they'd be like Addie's mom. And I'm like, I'm still figuring this, you know, stuff out too. I don't, I don't feel yeah. like an adult. I don't feel like people should be like, ma'am. Like, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Dude, okay. even my kids will say yes, ma'am. And I'm like, dude, don't, don't, let's not do that. How old is your son? He's four. Oh, okay. Yeah. He just started VPK this year. And I'm like. Oh, I hate waking up and taking him to school. God, yeah. I don't know how to do it. I'm like, I where's, hate school. Where's he going? Um, He goes to the kindergarten center in McLennie. Do you like it? Yes, I love it. But Jordan, my fiance's sister's admin there, and I'm like psycho. So like I text her, like if any little thing happens, I'm like, can you go check on Wilds? He had a bad morning. And she'll like, go check on him. So that's oh. why I like it. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. that's good. Preschool would be easier. It's like less hours, less work. Yeah, Wilds only Not goes to school days. from eight ten to eleven ten. I'm like, oh. I feel like I drop him off and go right back and get him. But then that like, gives you like no time off. to do anything. Nothing at all. <laughs> like I come home, press a few things, maybe go to the post office, and I'm like, dude. Sometimes I don't even want to get coffee because I'm like, dude, I'm I'm wasting like thirty five minutes to get coffee right now. Mm-mm. What um, what else? So you're doing the find your wild. Is that what it's called? Yes. So, so or, or is it, I run is boutique full time. Is it shop find your wild or just find your wild? I can't remember. It's find your wild boutique, but our website is shop FIW. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the boutique got um we started like, I don't know, like really putting our focus in it like last year. So like that's full time for me. And then my sister, like, she just didn't have a choice. So it was kind of like she had to finish nursing school. So which that the boutique is my dream job, but nursing's her dream job. So she's kind of just like on board with me you know yeah so now that she's like she's studying for NCLEX now to take the test but she just graduated nursing school so I kind of like haven't had her for like the last six months because she's been like deep in studying like when I say nursing school is hell like I've witnessed it firsthand I'm like my sister has been through hell it's been so bad but um so yeah I do that and then I was actually so I took on middle school and varsity so I would know what was filtering into my varsity program I was like I'm gonna coach middle school and I'm gonna coach varsity Oh my God. No. Like I, when I walked in and like, so we had 48 tryout for middle school and I was like, I can't cut all these kids. So I'm going to take an A team and a B team. Of course me not going to cut the kids. So I make a team B team and a varsity team. So technically I have three teams in there at one time. I'm one set of panels and I'm like, every time I walked in and they were all practicing on the same day, it was like instant anxiety. It's like, dude, I can't do it. There's too many kids in the room. Like I, I like mentally couldn't focus right and then I said so our local so my team is non-tumbling so we don't tumble but like it's not that my team doesn't have tumbling the best way to describe it is just that 
we don't have enough tumbling to win the division and I like to win. So I'm like, we'll go to the non-tumbling division and we'll try to win it. So yeah. when I took yeah. them over, they were already four times state champs. And then I was the fifth state champ and I broke the streak. So yeah, that's where it gets eh, my losing seasons back to back. So the gym in Orange Park, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, Leslie Davis All-Stars, if you, they were around when you were still here. If no, they were popular. But- and so, so when you're saying you did middle school and high school, you're talking about Baldwin, right? Yes. Okay. Baldwin is a middle senior high school. Yes. We're six through 12. Right. Okay. That's so cool. everyone know that because up a, here, that's Tennessee. a lot of grades in one school. Yeah. yeah. And it's have- nice because they let me have eighth graders on varsity. So kids in yeah. middle school who are actually good. I can pull them up to varsity. So like in the past, like eighth graders have beat out juniors and I'm like, I don't play the grade game. Like if you're better as an eighth grader than you are, like. And I hope a coach would do that for my son. You know, if my son was at a school like that, he's in eighth grade and he's better than junior. I hope he would play. So I always right. try to think of it in like that mindset. Yeah. But back to the gym. So they started like a non-tumbling, like all-stars doesn't normally ever do non-tumbling because they're big on tumbling, but they started like a senior non-tumble team, which was like older kids. And mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, come over and coach it. I'm like, yeah. And so I did that. So I had pretty much four teams at one time. And I was like, I can't do this. I have no time for my kid. Did so, you, um, I'll be strictly oh, varsity this year. Oh, that's good. I want to win. Did you Did you grow up cheering? Yes, I started cheering when I was eight. Okay. I cheered from four to 17, I guess. I graduated when I was 17. But I'm like super interested in your cheerleading coach. Yeah. How did you get started doing it? Like how did... Um. So I was... I started like Pop Warner, like wanted to do like helping out with Pop Warner when like right whenever I graduated. And then um, actually my senior year, I helped out a little bit too with a Pop Warner team. And I was like, I love coaching kids. Like I always knew I wanted to coach kids, but not young kids because I don't like how I don't have the patience for that. Yeah. And then um, I was an assistant coach at Bishop Snyder, which is like the um, Catholic school here. And the school's really small. And I knew I wanted to like move on. Like I wanted to like have my own team and not like coach under someone anymore which my mom was the head coach so I absolutely loved like she taught me everything that I needed to know and she like always put me in the right direction but like I knew that I wanted to like you know take charge myself yeah um but I didn't know where I wanted to go and of course I end up back at Baldwin out of all places but I I thought I wanted the middle school age at one point because I think middle schoolers are so cool like they're not not boy crazy yet and they're like still kind of like parent pleasers kind of like the the 11 12 year old age is kind of like oh, I still want to please my parents. They're not like the high schoolers that are like, you got to worry about them partying and you got to worry about them driving. And it's like all, like I say all the time, it's like whenever I see one of my kids get in the car, it's like my own child getting in a car. And it's like, I yeah. get nervous when they go and do things because I like, I have 16 or 17 daughters at a time. It's oh. weird. It's like a weird no, bond. I- so I started there, was helping at Bishop Snyder. And then I thought I wanted the middle school age. And I got a call from like a local middle school and the um, principal was like, pretty much do you want this team I've heard your name get bounced around or whatever and I was like do I want it and then like I sat on it and then it was the beginning of COVID year so I was like do I want to go anywhere well then the coaches from Baldwin called me and we were in contact for probably like two months and they were like we want you to take the job we want you to take the job and they were like putting the pressure on me and I had to make a decision and I was like you know the talents at Baldwin and like at that time I had two state rings and it really wasn't about that anymore for me it was like taking a group of kids that I could do something with and also like I want a white jacket. I want to win nationals. Like yeah, I yeah. Ha- like I will not retire until I get a white jacket. If I'm 90 with the gray hair 
with the cane still at the comp, like cheering them on. Like as long as I can get a white jacket, I don't care. That's- at the rate I'm going, I might be 90, but it's fine. D- when you cheered, didn't y'all, didn't y'all get it? No. When y'all were at Baldwin, y'all? No. <laughs> See, I thought y'all did for some reason. No, years after I graduated. No. But y'all so, were really, like, I know uh, at least a lot of y'all cheered together from Normandy. Like, yeah. Uh, Megan. Um, for some reason, not many people are jumping in. Like, did you cheer with uh, Kaylee McClellan? Yeah. Okay, so I'm thinking about you know, all the. Yeah, we all like came up together, Pop Warner, and, and that's the coolest thing. Like, if you have kids in cheer, like it's so cool if you see your kids go like Pop Warner with someone and then like go to high school with them. I'm like, that was always like the best memories. We do we have Pop Warner here? Is y'all's league at in Jolton? Like, where you're, where y'all do your thing? Is that Pop Warner? No, I don't even know what that is. Is it like AFL? What's y'all's league called? Like <laughs> AFL or something? so there it's like the same concept I feel like like um like the county plays you know the different schools um, or not the schools but the different ballpark I know um like for example like Addie did cheerleading um in kindergarten and then that was like the coach like you're saying and then it was a different cheer environment like we didn't get to go and like have this um competition at like our local high school so like we have Cheatham County has um Kingston Springs um Ashland City Elementary School Pleasant View Elementary School East Cheatham Elementary School am I forgetting one West Cheatham Elementary School um and so like all the elementary schools got together and did a cheerleading competition and for us um I feel like it's it was kind of like set up the same as like nationals were like you had some kids who were like it was evident like they are involved in competition cheer and so they got to you know show those talents when they were cheering yeah. at the cup so they won they took over um the competition that we had for our county I mean they slayed okay, so what are they called I want to look them up I'm curious now it's um I guess just Pleasant View Elementary right uh Panthers yeah like it's just the elementary school and they uh, I so how uh, they do like the age bracket like all elementary can be on the same team so just whoever represents the school like if you're on the cheer the cheer squad for the elementary school together and do a competition at the high school and so Pleasant View got like first place I think in every single category and then um they might have tied with first with another school I think they tied with dance from Ashland City um and our girls I felt like our girls were pretty up there too Um, we just didn't have like a lot of tumblers like you know it was just not on the same level, like at all. Um, yeah. well, I was trying to figure out from a mom standpoint, because the coaches killed, like the coaches are very determined and very involved. Like, like you're saying, like they, they're like second moms to these kids. And so I'm like, well, me as a mom, like, how can I do better to make sure, cause this is our first year going to competition. How can yeah. I help make my kid the perfect tool? Because this is something that she cares about. And you know what? It hurt their feelings that they didn't place as high as they were expecting because they weren't on that same level like how can I help get her ready so that when it comes down to it all these same elementary schools the five elementary schools they're gonna have to compete for the middle school cheer team like they're gonna have to try out and that's a lot of kids going into that league you know like yeah what can we do and then I know um our coach Tara and all the other cheer moms who help coach elementary school they listen and I was like 
Oh, and then Coach Shelby, she cheered for the high school. So she lists, I mean, she's, you know, involved as well. So I was like, they would benefit so much from listening to Carson and like hearing how like she did her, you know, her stuff. So I was like, I would love to have her on. And then Kayla, she cheered for, for, you know, however many years. Um, but I feel like you could be so relatable, not just in cheerleading, but in the sport, like in the sport in total, like Kayla has this perfect saying, um, what's it, what's it that you, um, humbly win, gracefully lose that. I feel like I'm trying to instill that in, um, my son, Chevy, he's like obsessed with sports. Like he will come home and just toss the ball up, catch it, toss the ball up, catch it. Like just anything he can do to get better. But I'm also like, it's not about winning. And he loves, like, I feel like if we put the pressure on winning on him, that he will just be so focused on that, that he's not having fun. He's probably going to have a bad game. And so we're trying really hard to just like, let him know, like, do your best, but have fun. And I feel like he, he takes that in and he's like, like, I feel like I'm not trying to brag on my kid, but he's like, he's really good at sports and what he does. But if we put the pressure on winning all the time, he would not be, he would just lose focus. But yeah. at the same time, he, like, she takes him to like D-bat and stuff because he wants to go. So it's like, yeah. it would be the, me wanting to put Addie in tumbling. So that way she can be a good tool yeah. to what the, what the coaches push them to, if that makes sense. So it's not just like, like she's saying it in, as a parent teaching them to have fun but also winning isn't everything even though they're dedicating themselves above and beyond to make sure that they're sharpened I guess is what yeah yeah I always say like kids are as good as like how their parents invest in them like I think that's the most important thing like you investing in your kid because me and my fiance Jordan were just talking about this so like Wilds is four and he made the all-star team six new all-stars and like the moms will be like he's four and like they ask questions sometimes and I feel like they want me to be like, yeah, he's going to be five next week. And I'm like, no, he turns five in August. And they always ask like, well, why is he so good? And I'm like, well, because just like you not trying to brag on my kid, but I'm like, when he gets home, he's like, can we go hit off the tee? Can we throw the football? Yeah. And like, even in flag football, he was the QB and like in T-ball, he's the shortstop. And I'm like, it's because the kid always wants to practice. And if he wants to practice, my fiance goes downstairs and he practices mm -hmm. with him. And it's like, that's just how it goes. And so like on the all-star team, whenever Jordan, cause my, this is my fiance's like first year, like actually like coaching all wild sports. And so oh, like yeah. he coached him in flag football and then he coached, he's his head T-ball coach this year. And last year it was just kind of like, you know, like dad help assistant. Yeah. And I'm like, when you pick that all-star team coming from me, listen to me, pick the parents who are going to be invested. And like he had one kid. So they grade, they grade him out. I don't th know if they do it like that with y'all, but like they grade him out A to D or whatever at the tryout when they split up our T-ball teams. And so, like, they didn't have any A players, and they had, like, B, like seven B players, and Wilds was a B player, and there was a few others. So they put all of them on the all-star team. Well, there was this kid on our regular team, and his dad's, like, makes him practice after practice. And, like, but you can tell the kid, like, he's down for it. Like, he's, like, ready to practice. He wants to get better. And I'm, like, Luca's dad is practicing with him. Like, pick him up. He's our best sitter on all-stars. I'm, like, I'm telling you, right now, kids can get so much better if their parents invest. Like, if there's a dad who's willing to, like, go outside and throw the ball with his kid, like, those are the kids who are going to be good. And like when girls like going right back to cheer girls who come in my program, when a mom comes in the door to pick them up and she's like, all right, well, what's she doing that? She doesn't like, what is she, how is she doing flying? Like, what can I do? Do I need to take her to the gym? Do I need to what, what do I need to do? Those are the kids who are always the best on my team. Not yeah. the moms that I never see at anything. Like I know some moms like don't have the time, but like you make the time, like right. your kid is not what you put into them. Like I always try to say it and parents just don't get it. 
and like high school age that I guess parents just get like wrapped up, you know, and like having multiple kids and stuff. I'm like, you have to invest in your kid. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. your kid is how much you invest in them. But we got a D-bat too. We have a D-bat too. We stopped oh, going you? to do that. Yeah. We went for hitting for a while. Yeah. We haven't, like, um... Why do you do that? He's four. And I'm like, cause he's going to be good if I do that. I do feel like it definitely helps. Yeah. Addie, he loves going. Addie was, uh, Tara said that Addie was the most improved cheerleader because like I said, like she did COVID year and then they didn't open it up to first grade. Um, if they did, they were like technically mascots. And so I didn't know what that meant, but I guess like now yeah. you can, like you can technically still cheer. Um, so this year was like her first real year of your yeah, first real year of cheerleading. And so this is when she got to go to competition and I was so excited because I got to see, like, I was excited watching the other girls cheer and, um, and I could see, like, I'm not like, well, I'm trying to say this as nicely as possible. I could tell that our coaches were devastated to lose because they felt like their team was ready. And yeah. Addie's team was there. Like, if you take the competitive, the competitive cheer aspects, like the tumbling out of it, our girls, they held their, their own, you know, like they were precise. Everyone was in line and timing. Um, they were loud. So I feel like in comparison to the other teams, not hitting on the other teams either, um, that like our girls would have placed better. And so like, I could see when they were reading out, um, enlisting like the places of, you know, who won this, who won that, that the devastation on our coaches faces. And I didn't get it because I didn't know that the other team won all the time. And so like me, my takeaway from it was, well, what can we do? Like, what can we do to help better change this next yeah. year? You yeah. know? So for here, yeah. like hearing that Addy was like one of the most improved, then it's like, okay, well, good. We're doing something right. But how can we do yeah. better? Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, like, I can tell you my most improved on middle school will be on my varsity team next year. Like, I think that like sometimes people take most improved as in like, oh, well, you just give that out as an award. I'm like, no, I don't give that out. Like if you're most improved on my middle school team, oh, I'm grabbing you for varsity. Like if I'm saying you're most improved, that means you showed me out of everyone on the team that like you put in the effort during the year. But like you saying that the coaches were disappointed. I feel like it always good. Like with cheerleading, I feel like it's not like any other sport. Like I watch my son play baseball. I watch my son play football. Like those sports are hard, but how – like long in the season you practice for cheer is like no other like my kids year round for one day two minutes and 30 seconds it sucks so bad (laughs) and it's like in cheerleading it's honestly normally whoever has the best day it's like which normally teams are all like in a ballpark of the same amount of talent and it's like who has the best day that day like it's going to be the team who wins but like it's always on your shoulders as a coach because it's like what if I could have done done this and what what if I could have done that but like it sucks for our coaches. I get it. I totally get it. Like Addie gets so excited. Like she'd come home and she would cheer and dance all night long. And I'm like, you better show up tomorrow for Tara. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, to show her like it's, that's the time to shine. Like you need to listen and what she's doing. She's not trying to be mean or they're trying to get you ready. And it showed, it was so evident. Yeah. So. That's good. I love that. But yeah, yeah I'm definitely psycho. Like my kids say I'm psycho. I'm psycho. I say, I want parents that buy in. Like uh, when my other coaches will mention a kid to me, cause my one coach that coaches with me, she does like, I'm like, she's my lifesaver. She does all my paperwork and everything. Cause I, my scatterbrain does not do that. Like I cannot sit there. Like at practice, she'll ask me questions like about money, the money side. I'd be like, Nope, girl, that's you. Let me coach. Like that's, we just kind of have that relationship. 
And yeah. so she'll mention a kid to me, but she sees them all day because she's at school with them. And I'll be like, the, one of the main questions I ask, is the parent going to buy in? And she always laughs because I'm like, I want good parents and I want good kids. But um, my kids say I'm a psycho because like you said, closed practice. So I have a closed practice and I have a phone box and my kids have to come in before they roll out mats. They put all their phones in a phone box. And yes, I have 16 and 17 year olds, other varsity coaches, like with other sports, like softball, all that. They're all like, you have a what? And I'm like, I have a phone box. Their boyfriends will not distract them. And their mom's yelling at them about not cleaning their rooms. They're not going to distract them. So they come in, they put their phone in a phone box. They all put their backpacks on the same wall. They roll out their mats and they are locked in for the whole two and a half hours that I have them because they're not allowed to check their phones. But their moms know that like if there's an emergency or something, they can call me. But I don't play with them. I check their social media. I check their grades. They have to have their report cards turned in with me between within like 48 hours of them getting them because sometimes we don't have practice on days that they get their grades. I don't play. We condition for D's and F's. So like if there's if there's like four girls that have D's and F's, we do 10 minutes per however many kid and we won't practice until we condition for grades. I'm like. School comes first and then you're great. And then you cheer. Like we don't, right. we don't play games about that. What is buy-in? Buy-in. Like if the parent doesn't buy in, like some parents will be like, Oh, what can I help you with? And like, Oh, what can my kid do to get better? But the ones that like always want to like, you know, like make your little group behind my back. I'm like, she didn't buy in. She didn't Mm-mm. buy in. Okay. So for y'all's for, for your son um you were saying like a b d like how how does that work because I know for Kayla's baseball I've never heard of y'all doing that no we don't um they pretty much just do like they all go in a room and see who signed up and go down the line and like okay who wants this kid who wants this kid but Chevy's been on the same team for three like this is the third year that they've all been together so my husband's coached him in all sports since he's been in sports um and then his best friend and Kyle, we used to go to church with him, but they just got this random group of kids. All they knew were the kids that were theirs. So three kids out of the whole baseball team, they actually knew, but our coaches like invested in them and got them hitting and got them doing whatever to where these other teams were only focusing on the kids that were already good. So do y'all pretty much like know the kids? That's how you like go on the list and then you pick them or you just pick random kids on the list. For our team, for instance, like my husband and his two coaches only knew the kids that they that were theirs and so they were like we don't know any of these other kids that signed up so like if we started out doing tryouts or like doing a blind draw and did it every year that's fine but like don't let us have our whole team back for three years and then change it yeah because like those kids have chemistry now and like sports is all about chemistry I feel like Mm -hmm. We're literally in Little League. Like, y'all are acting like you're betting on this. Or something. It is the same here. I'm so glad it's not just here. Dude, it's crazy. Okay, so the ABCD thing is like, okay, so like she said, they have a list of kids' names. And so they, like, brought them all out there on the Saturday morning. And we were, like, the last ones to go because we're the youngest. So all everyone that's six and under, they put them all in the field at the same time and it listed their names. So, like, every time a kid hits, they grade them, like, A to D. And then every time someone uh fields or whatever they grade them a to d well then they said that all of the a players would be the all-star team well then there was no a players because first off my fiance is really tough and then the other coaches that were with them were really tough as well so like they were like we don't have any a players they did but they said that they didn't so they they graded like all these really good kids b so then pretty much the park said the all the b players will be the all-star team so you have to split them all up you can't have more than seven all-stars on the same team so then like there's like three or four all-stars on each t-ball team and there's three t-ball teams 
And so these kids all play together on Sundays, but during the week, they don't get to play together. So it's kind of confusing for that age. You know what I'm saying? Because they're all-star practices on Sunday because we don't have any other freaking time when we're working around three different t-ball teams. So when is your like all-star games on Sunday? Mainly have tournaments over the summer. So like our first game is a Friday night and it's April 7th. So like two weeks from now. Our regular season starts April 1st. So next Saturday, like you play through May, I guess. And then the end of May, our all-stars start at the end of the season. But I think it is cool that y'all have like where it's already picked that way. Those kids, because we only get like, we're like crunch time to practice with all these kids together. Yeah. That's a good idea to like go ahead and like pick all-stars. But yeah, because y'all started late because our opening weekend was like two weeks ago. Yeah. So we're like, we're a little ahead of y'all, but yeah, they leave like three spots or actually, I guess they left four now for kids to develop, like for the first few weeks. So we've already picked up other kids who weren't on the all-star team to be on the all-star team now, because we feel like they open up into those spots, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know about all-stars girl. This is going to be so much. We only had two weeks off between flag football and baseball. I was like, this is my four-year-old schedule. I don't want to see him when he's 12. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. And then you have everything that you're doing on top of like, like coaching and then your, your own kids things. Mm -mm. I feel like, um, back to cheerleading for a second. Ah, like, that's awesome that you vowed to be like a no tumbling team to give your team a better chance at winning. You get, you get back for it though. Like, yeah, sometimes people will be like, well, how do you have all these kids? Cause I let them tumble on the sidelines because they still love to tumble. Like all these kids do. So we'll roll out mats and put them on the track and let them tumble on the track and stuff. And I'm like, people will be like, I see all this tumbling and my kids are really pretty tumblers. But I'm like, but y'all don't get that. Like if there's 16 kids on the mat, like 14 have to be tumblers. And I have like maybe seven, eight. It's just hard. And then when you add boys into the mix and boys can't tumble because I added boys into the mix this year. I'm like, yeah, y'all don't get it. You got to have majority tumbling in high school to win. My husband will like joke around. He's like, cheerleading's not a sport. Like you did that for so long and it's not a sport. I'm like, shut up. But like you said, like you train or practice all year long for two minutes and 30 seconds. I'm about to say, oh, girl, you better go take him the phone. I'm just kidding. He's goofy. I don't know. My, um, I was gonna say my sister. I don't even have a sister. My daughter, she <laughs> is three and she's already like, she wants to like me, like getting her, or get my hands and like put her up like a single base. And she's like, go cheerleaders. And She's so excited. And he's like, no, you're going to play softball, right? And she's like, no, I want to cheer. And she's all about like dance. And I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm. I just see how much time my kids put in. And then I joke around like with the athletic director and stuff at our school. And I'm like, put this girl up against any of your softball players or put this yeah. girl up against anybody on track. Because like my kids have to run and they have to do all that extraness. Yeah, my kids have to run a mile to make the team. They have to run yeah. a 10 minute mile. Another one of my psycho roles, just because you can see their endurance at the beginning of the season, if they can make it their routine. Yeah. I'm trying to take notes. I'm like, okay, so you're saying that for tumbling, like you need that many tumblers to get to where you can do that. Um, I know, I don't, I don't know what Sycamore placed when they went. I, I don't know if they placed anything at all, um, but I know they got to go to the ESPN um, center at Disney, like y'all did. And they were excited about that. And I'm like, well, eventually like, maybe that's going to be Addie. So like, what do I need to do to yeah. have her prepared for that? Like, I don't want her. I just know, like I'm taking this in like a school mindset because I didn't, I didn't stay in one place long enough to be able to do stuff like that. So yeah. I'm like, what can I do? I know just in taking tests, like the anxiety of not being prepared. So like for her, me seeing that, like you have to try out and 
um, other kids their her age are getting their back walkovers and they're doing all these things. And I'm like, we're, we're about to move this next week. And so I'm like, I'm investing in a gymnastic bar and I'm getting all these tumbling equipment. So at home I can get her prepared for, you know, those potential things. So I'm looking ahead for her just because she seems to enjoy it. Like she might give me crap about it um, during the week, but like, that's something that she's always excited for when it comes down to game day or comes down yeah. to the final things. So I'm like, what can I do? So I'm like, taking notes from both of y'all and just listening like what you're looking for um and I don't think your rules are crazy like the 10 minute mile like me personally um for people listening tonight or today um being Tuesday for them we just had our meeting or our talk this last Tuesday and I was saying how like I'm making a list of 30 things I want to do before I turn 30 and one of my personal goals is doing a 5k so I feel like that might have been something that would have been more achievable if I would have stayed more active, um, you know, in high school. So I feel like me teaching her these things might pay off later for her later in life as well. And then those mm-hmm. are connections that you're making with your students and how you say like you you feel like they're your own kids and that's stuff that's yeah. going to stay with them forever. Like you're, you'll stay together on social media and this will follow them. Just like everyone that Chevy's making, you know, connections with now and Bo's about to make connections with that'll follow them. Like I didn't get to do that. And so like, I'm very, everything that we do, we make decisions around them and their school system and try to keep them with their friends. And so it's like, I'm just looking at this ahead for their sakes. And I just think it's so cool how, yeah. you know, with how kids, like I always say like from mom to mom, like me and you, I'm saying like the, I guess the best thing with an athlete is like to be coachable. Like if a kid comes into me like coachable, you can yeah. do everything in the world with that. But kids who think they're know-it-alls, you really can't. Yeah. And so I always say, like, when moms ask, when I know their kids are already, like, on the verge of being athletic and stuff, I'm like, if your kid is just coachable and listens to the coach, your kid's going to get better. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah. that's always. And then, like, whenever my kids come in, like, I tell them, like, I know my rules are annoying, but, like, the number one thing in my program is I'm teaching character. Like, when I bring someone from the outside in, like, if I bring an instructor in to help with stunning or if I bring a choreographer in, I say, it, before that person even steps in the room, I sit my kids down and I say, when that person is in the room, it's yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Like, that's what we do here. Like, I want people to like, when they aren't here to say that team is really respectful. And like, I don't need to be around for you guys to be respectful. And I also tell yeah. them like, if you disrespect a teacher in the classroom, me and you aren't having a conversation. You're not coming back. Like, so I try to like instill character first. Cause like, if they're willing to like, listen to adults, like they're going to do good in school and they're going to do good in college and they're going to do good if they go to cheer in college. Like they, yeah. like I start, like even my best athletes, sometimes I'll pull into the side and say, you're not being coachable. Like you're going to go nowhere if you're not being coachable. No, that's right? true. I, we were at all stars uh, or my husband, they were all star coaches last year and the year before, but the first year, I guess the year before last, there were kids on that team where during the all-star game, their parents were like, coming around and he's screaming into the dugout at these coaches and they're like, do your job, blah, blah, move these kids, do that, do this. And I'm like, and during that game, Chevy was playing first base and it was so hot and like, not to make excuses, but like, he just wasn't catching the ball. He was having a bad game. And these parents are standing on the sidelines right here, right behind the fence, right behind first base screaming that like we're losing the game because of him, this and that. My kid's five years old at the time. And I'm like, this is not the MLB. This is not the Super Bowl. This is an all-star game for Little League. And like, I just felt so bad because after that game, Chevy literally was like, so is it my fault that we lost? And I'm like, 
That's so sad. No, it wasn't your fault. But these parents were just, you know, the whole time we're practicing for All-Stars, their parents were up against the fence and screaming at our coaches and then screaming at their kids, like, you don't listen to them, you listen to us. And I'm like, Kids so always, fun. like, call their parents, too. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like all the parents that, like, aren't the biggest fan of me is the kids who are disrespectful to me. And it's because, yeah. like, they get in the car and they hear what their parents have to say. And it's like, no wonder mm-hmm. why they don't respect me when they come to practice. So that's why yeah. I always go back to like the parents buying in. If you have a parent that like agrees with all your rules, because some parents will like say my rules are too much. Like, oh, on comp day, because same thing with cell phones, like on competition day, they know your cell phone goes in your backpack. Like you check in with your team when you get to, like whatever we're at, the venue that we're at, yeah. like you're ready to go at warmups. Your, your brain's not somewhere else. Your brain is here. And I've gotten yeah. like full blown arguments before. And I'm like, that's my rule. You can either go with it or you can not be a part of it. So yeah. like, that's another thing I say, like the buy-in parents thing. Cause like if a parent buys into all your rules, like it's such, like, it's just a better atmosphere when everyone's on the same yeah. page. Yeah. I see it in baseball too. Like it, and every sport has it. The parents, I think that they can probably coach their own kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. could you do a better job? Come do it. You said you had a, like there was a five year and then you had a season that was like losing streak. Is that what you said? Yes. So um, when I stepped in, they were already five times state champs and then, no, I'm sorry. They were four and national champs. And so all these kids already had jackets. So I was stepping, I was new on the scene, stepped in and then it was COVID year. We literally had to practice outside 90 degree weather. Like they had us masked up. They wouldn't let us, they, we could only practice outside of a building. We couldn't practice inside of a building. Like that's going to stop germs or something. I don't know, but they had us doing all that. It was hard for me to get kids to stick around. Like all summer, they weren't even allowed to stunt. They they weren't touching each other. Like they were just jumping and cheering. And like for my kids, like they do it because they love to stunt. So it's like, yeah. if they're not getting the stunt, why do they even want to be there? So yeah. my first year, we won state and it was COVID year. It was a really bad year. We didn't get to practice that much. So we won state and I was like, okay, we're good. We're breezy. So then the next year at Baldwin was like a legit full season. We got to go to all competitions and everything. And that was last year. Um, we pretty much couldn't put up a fourth stunt, which we had three stunt groups and not four, if that makes sense to y'all. So yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, no matter what I did, I couldn't get a fourth stunt to work. So I went down to three. Well, a team that's 20 miles away, reigning national champions, they were in our division. We pretty much fell back to their division. And so we went to regionals and we went against them there and we won. And then we went to state and they beat us. And then Oh, nationals COVID year, my team got in a three car pileup and we had to take kids off the mat. So I was almost like, why did I do this? Why am I doing this type situation? Yeah. Yeah, So we went to like, we had to do head to heads here instead of like head to head is pretty much just like you and another team. Like you just go and you show each other your routines. You don't even really have to compete against each other, but to do like the regionals to qualify for the regionals, you have to have three head to heads with three different teams. So my team was heading to a head to head and they got in a three car pileup. And 12 of the 15 I had were in the cars and they, it was bad. The middle car was bad because the middle car got smashed between the two, pretty much a a trash truck slammed on brakes, um, on like our highway. And then all the cars were hit into the back of the truck. It was insane. So that happened. So my team went to nationals and we had to pull two off the mat. So I had to rework routine in three days. And like one kid makes a huge difference. You know, like you take one kid out from underneath the stunt, you got to figure out who's going underneath the stunt. So yeah. one of them was actually a flyer and then one of them was a back spot. So I was like, dude, I have to replace these kids. So that was my COVID year, but we did win state, but we didn't do good at nationals. And then, okay. So sorry, my ADHD brain. So this year was the year that taught me about winning. So 
I pretty much had a bunch of, I have a really young team and um, pretty much to be honest with you, I thought I, it was in the bag. It's one of those situations where like you walk in and you're like in the bag and yeah. it wasn't in the bag. So we literally lost by 0.1. So like on a paper type, like put 0.1, not even a point, a point one of a point. So 0.10. So like literally like barely lost the competition. And my kids are devastated, absolutely devastated. But I've seen them come together like more than ever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, losing together is like different than winning together it's almost like they become closer when they lose together so we went to nationals and it was kind of like to the point where like y'all saw you saw the disney pictures leslie it's like we had nothing to lose so it was kind of like we're gonna have fun days and we're just gonna like try to go out with a bang well we were in eighth on day one like i was like listen on day two you guys have absolutely nothing to lose like it has to be flawless if you want to be top three dude they did what they were supposed to do and they got second in the nation i was like never have I like I've never done that well ever like they were so stoked to like see kids so stoked for second place but like second in the nation when you when you go to a school that has 500 kids is like so sick to them and I'm like just seeing them like that I'm like dude I couldn't imagine when they actually get jackets like they're gonna be over the moon Baldwin is small Baldwin would be like Cheatham um except for like I feel like in Florida um, just from like living there and at a, you know, experience, it's like a melting pot. So you get a lot of people brought in, taken out, brought in, taken out. Yeah. Uh, and like Cheatham, Cheatham is pretty much like, you know, these same people, like everyone's yeah. been here. Pretty much if you're in elementary school together, you're going to graduate high school together. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. And that, that's why we moved here. It's just, it's a different environment. Like everything. It's, it's so amazing. Like we love it for our families, but I feel like they kind of have the same ratio. Like it's still, Baldwin's still kind of you know the country outlier yeah you know um but y'all do things so differently though like I'm sitting here thinking about us and how like you said like y'all lost and then you see them get you know nationals like I want to give that to like our coaches too because just like you're pouring in our coaches are pouring into our students and we saw that on their faces or I saw that on their faces personally and I was just like they deserve that win our coaches did I feel like just like yeah those cheerleaders who showed up and showed out, they obviously deserved their place that they got. But like our coaches, it killed me seeing the look on their faces and the other cheerleaders were just, you know, bawling their eyes out after competition. Hearing you like talk about coaching, I'm like, gosh, like I still have such a passion for cheer. You do said it. you do. I know she was do talking it. about I'll mentor it. you all FaceTime you every <laughs> night. Go do it. <laughs> but I feel like with older kids, like that would be fun. Yeah. And like talking about like, your character thing. Like seeing my kids, like when they saw the team that like won nationals, like, dude, they were a college team. They had like, so we have like two boys and they're like super small. Like they're both like, they're so little. And then they have like the cheerleaders and I'm like, dude, they were so good. So like seeing my team, like see them, like the team that beat us at nationals. And then my team literally, like when they got second, they like literally, I have a picture. They did like a whole group hug of each other. And then like they stayed standing and for them to win and I was like that's like a all oh, coach moment that you're like they literally just gave all the recognition to this team that they knew hands down was better but they still were like we're happy with our placement and we're proud of y'all for y'all's placement and you're like yeah dang I did my job as a coach like the character and like they weren't disrespectful they didn't like not clap for them or anything but I always tell them going into awards like that's the most important thing like sometimes it's not always your day it's someone else's day so yeah if they win and you don't win, you still clap for them. Because when it's your time, you want them to clap for you. And I so always make sure to like tell the coaches congrats too. 
Like, yeah. I'm like, congrats on your win. Like, I don't want to be that coach coach that's like, I'm a sore loser and stuff. Like, I'm like, I'll go make sure I go up to the coach. You're like, you guys are amazing. Like, congrats. Like, because I would want someone to do that for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's like Pleasant View um, when the girls were cheerleading. Like, the whole time they were like, good luck, good luck, good luck. And like, none of the other teams did it except for them. And that was something like as a parent, I was like, man, I hope they do that next year. Like now that they see that, like, I don't know if they've always seen that, but yeah. it was it added to them. Like, I felt like that was like an extra point in, in like my parenting book. I was like, that was awesome. Like the way that yeah. they were just excited every time someone else got up, they like pumped them up. So I felt like that was a cool thing um, yeah. that I hope like we initiate, not initiate, whatever. You know what I mean? Like if a kid loses and they're automatically just like throwing stuff around and like blaming everyone else, like yeah, like it's fine to be disappointed. It's fine to be mad. Like if you're upset, that's like, you're validated in being upset. But also like you said, like seeing them hug each other and just be like, you know what? Like we're good with what we got. And like, congratulations to y'all. You know, it's like the worst to see somebody's bad attitude. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's funny. Cause one team at nationals that we were on the mat with or whatever, the team got second place and the coaches literally threw a phone across like the yeah. mat. And I was like, like my oh my god like I couldn't imagine doing that in front of my kids because like they would act like that if I act like that you know what I'm saying yeah it's like it's insane like what is this but yeah I get it it sucks to lose but I mean it ain't always your year that's what I tell my kids yeah. it ain't always your year Do you make their routine up yourself yes we they they call us a cult because we don't let anything leave the four walls we're like you don't tell your mom what's in this routine if it gets posted on Facebook you're in trouble because you know people are like post you and like yeah, our grandma's yeah. post routine on Facebook y'all know how it goes yeah our coach did the same thing so Disney's like the the funnest four days of the whole year but like of course it's hectic like when you're taking vans and you have all those teenagers and then mm-hmm. you have boys and girls you know you have to keep that separated and then but we had a bunch of parents that like made us meals and like they did like a whole like charcuterie board night and all that and like they made all the girls like stuff I'm like our parents are really helpful. Like, it's nice when you have yeah. parents that, like, actually, like, think about, like, oh, the kids have to eat dinner this night. And, like, so they, yeah. like, did dinner then and stuff. Like, they made us, like, pasta one night. And I'm, like, that's, like, the little things like that is, like, so helpful. And, like, yeah. the parents are always, like, well, I know that you're busy coaching. Like, what can I do? Can I bring pizza after practice and stuff like that? Like, that stuff is, like, super cool. And, like, the mm-hmm. parents are, like, give them gifts for nationals and stuff. Because, like, sometimes as a coach, you're, like, you get so caught up in, like, being with all the kids all day that you're, like, and like I don't remember that and I don't remember that and like I feel like the parents are really good about that we also did this this new thing this year I don't know if y'all's coaches do that so like instead of doing like any like small competitions we did like send-offs so like we would let all of our like classmates and our parents come in and like watch their routine to like hype them up before they go to a competition yeah and all of our parents were like there front and center this year I was like dude the parents really showed up like our crowd was amazing we're not really allowed in our school um we've Kayla and I've been talking about the school systems a lot lately just because um some things are really strict like even if we go in to eat with our kids for like special events they kind of separate the, the the kids eating with their parents from like the other kids um so things are still kind of strict up here like for in school game like we weren't allowed for the in school game but then again like our gym's kind of small so it was kind of yeah. we didn't know um it was like teachers versus students so we couldn't go to that but we could watch it live um, so I, we cool. would be able to attend for those things, but I feel like it, you know, it's not about us. So like, if we could watch it live, that would be awesome too. But yeah, send off would be cool. I feel like they would really enjoy that. Um, there was a lot on my plate 
this year, like as a parent, and I didn't know what to expect because this was our like first real year. So now like seeing what you're saying, like I'm an extra mom too. So I'm like, okay, well, these things I can take, take away and do better next year. Like all these extra things that I want to do, maybe I can like go to the coach and be like, okay, I would love to do this. Like I want to do a spirit stick. Um, but I felt like, I felt like weird, you know, like implementing that or like asking if I could do that. I was like, well, maybe they'll think it's weird. So maybe stop thinking, you know what I mean? Thinking so much oh, or like yeah. being over anxious. Yeah, Cause you don't always think of those fun stuff as a coach because you're like so busy coaching. Like yeah. me, I'm like on the way to practice. I'm like, okay, so we're going to do this, this, and this at practice. And then you're like, dang, do they even have fun this week? Because I did nothing fun. Like they're probably hating yeah. this week. Like that's the stuff I say. So like, I think stuff like that's fun. Like I love when my moms will like take over and do something like an activity or something. Like when my moms like bring the attention, like, oh, let's do team bonding. Let's go here. I'm like, head it up. Let's get it. Like, I th- thank you because I haven't had time to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. should definitely yeah. say that to them. Cause like, that's cool. And that's helpful. Stuff like I that. Was- So I feel like there's things like maybe, I don't know, maybe I can do better, like making sure like I go and talk to them. But I feel like even as an adult, like there's social anxiety, like going to meet people because like I I just don't want to overstep at the same time. I was going to say, I feel like you were still trying to find your place too, because you were like so worried about being a cheer mom, not worried, but you were like, just like, I don't want to be a cheer mom. God, and cheer moms are so mean. And so I'm like, I I don't want to be like, I don't want to do that. I just want to be supportive and helpful or, or whatever. And so I'm almost scared to get close, you know, cause I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that. I just want to be the no, over. I love moms like that. So you should definitely. I might just do like, that. Even if it's sending a text, like, Hey, is there anything I can do for you this week? Like stuff like that's cool. I'm doing it. I, I had one mom that her daughter's actually a senior and I like wrote my like going away speech to all my kids. And like, I even wrote in hers, like, I'm going to miss your mom. Like, cause her mom was always like, what can I do? Like, what do you need help with? And her mom was just cool. yeah. like, we could just like, talk crap about her kid and all that stuff and it's just funny those moms are funny and that's like Tara like as soon as I knew that like you would agree to come on here I messaged her immediately I was like hey we got Carson to come on this is who Carson is like I feel like this is so you like what do you think we can do because like Tara would be interested Tara would go like bend over backwards she does this for everything that she does she would sit there on like FaceTime with you and be like okay how can we prove this and like what can we do better and so I was really excited to tell her about you being on you have to tell them about like Normandy, Pop Warner, because I feel like we would, like Cheatham County would thrive under that. Like as many girls are cheer and like kids play in like the side sports, like they do the same kids play basketball, play, you know, football, play um, baseball. So I feel like they would thrive under that. Um, so it's really not what it used to be, though. Is like, it not? No, it's sad. Like, I feel like everyone's like on to like travel ball and you know like I don't know like football has like the they have like everyone plays flag football and plays tackle football now like everyone does all-star cheer but like whenever we did it it was like kids playing football on one side cheering on the other like that was so much fun but like it's not anymore like it's crazy like how much like the park ball stuff is like calmed down like if like everyone wants to be on a travel team or an all-star team you know what I'm saying like everything's so bougie nowadays I'm like it used to just be so simple go to the park and cheer go to the park and play football but we used to go to Disney with Normandy like we used to have they used to have a big competition um in December at Disney and you could go you had to go and qualify at regionals and then if you could place first or second you could go to Disney and I remember we always placed to go to nationals but we never won we always got like second or third or something like that it was, always, it was always so fun. Like you always knew a friend that was cheering or um, 
I think we cheered one year, but we didn't do the like the competitive side of it. Um, or, or like our family would play football or something. And so it was like, it was just always known to do, you know? And so like, I feel yeah. like our kids would totally benefit for something like that. Like it would be so cool. Yeah. Cause you can have all your freaking kids at the same park. Like mm-hmm. that's how my parents were. Cause there was three of us. So like across the street was the football field. And then, like, the cheer was on the other side of the street. And so, like, my mom would be over there with us. My dad would be over there with football. So, it was, like, super easy. That's kind of how Jolton is other than, I guess, the cheerleading. is just, like, them cheering for football. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Our, where Chevy plays baseball, like, all the baseball fields are there and the football field is there. Is he seven or eight? Seven. He'll be eight in September. So, do y'all do, like, seven you or eight you? It's, like, if you're four and under, like, three or four, I guess, you do t-ball. Five, six is coach pitch, seven, eight is coach pitch. And then like nine, 10, 11, 12 are both kid pitch. See, they took um, coach pitch away from us too. So oh, did we they? do, yeah, we do. There's baby ball and then there's tee ball where you hit off the tee, but it's like a full game, but you hit off the tee. That's what Wilds is in now. And then we go yeah. to pitching machine at eight you. Oh, well, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And the pitching machine like looks fast as crap now. So how does how do you make time for your other ventures? Like for us, like this podcast is us like proving to ourselves, like that we're not just moms. Like I feel like we're in that era era where it's like, we're, I don't know, like we're done having babies. So we're trying to like establish who we are. Like Kayla and I did like a children's boutique thing. Um, our circumstances didn't let us like thrive on that, but we still like knew we wanted to do something together. Like we were, we loved it a lot. And then it was like, she found out she was pregnant. I found out I was pregnant with our force. And then we were like, we're still needing something. Like we still keep chasing that time to like figure out who we are, you know, as women. And so like, how does, is this like the same area you're in or is it, you know, is this cheerleading finding you or is it also like doubling with your boutique? And then you have another venture with Kirsten, right? Yes. So I would say cheer is my outlet. Like I say, that's like why I'm saying is because of cheer. Like y'all saying in the podcast, like I was listening, saying like, I need something for me. Like that is cheers. Like that's for me. Like I say, like, it's not about anything other than like the kids. Like once you get around them, you fall in love with them. Like they're your kids. And it's like, you get them for four years and they graduate out. So it's like, you want to hold on to them and like do whatever you can for them, like in the moment. So I feel like it's just like, it's about the relationships, I guess. So like, that's like me time. Cause like, whenever I go to cheer, I'm like, I'm not a mom and I'm not a boutique owner. And I'm not like crazy packaging orders, trying to respond to mean customers and like go to the post office and all that. I'm like cheering. And like, when I, I feel like I'm just like my kids, like when, as soon as I walk in, I like lock in and it's like a complete distraction since COVID, like I've had really, like, I've never been one to like have like social anxiety. Like after COVID, like I couldn't even go in Walmart, like at all by myself. Like I couldn't go anywhere. I needed someone with me. And I don't know, like I've never been that way. And it was like something weird after COVID. And so I feel like cheer is like the only time that I wasn't like anxiety. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my me thing. Like y'all have the podcast and like, so that's like a you thing. Um, so the, the inflatable thing is like, so my best friend owns the event planning company. And so like, that's like her thing. Like she that's thrives big, on like, right. Yes. Okay. She thrives on like being around people, talking to people. Like, I love that about her. Like she has the biggest personality. Um, and so we going with us, we, she moved in across the street from me when we were 12. So we've been like best friends ever since. And, um, so she opened up the event planning company, but she also works full time. She's psycho. Okay. Like she is always doing something like she's worse than me. 
So the only thing that I have on her is I have a kid and she doesn't. But like when she's <laughs> around me, she takes care of my kid. So like yeah. that's just how our relationship is. So she's been doing event planning, but I've always thought it was like inflatables and like parties are like really popping in Jacksonville because like back Jacksonville's so big. Like there's so right. many options. So like for like probably like a few months now, I'm like, let's buy inflatables. Cause like I like side hustles. Like how easy is it to like me and her to like go on a Saturday morning and drop it off and like make a few hundred bucks. Like that's so easy. But like, I like side hustles. Like eventually like me and my fiance talk, like we want rentals and stuff. So like, that would probably be my next venture is like, I want a rental. Like, I don't want to like do crazy stuff like flip houses and stuff, but like, I want rental properties. Like I want something that's going to pay my car payment and like pay our mortgage and stuff like stuff like that's easy. So like, I love side hustle. So I'm like, let's buy an inflatable. And she's like, no. And so like, I found one on a Facebook marketplace and I was like, let's split it. So we split it. And like, we've booked out a few parties for the summer. And then actually yesterday we booked out our first wedding for next spring, but I'm like super excited. It's just like some money you can make on the side, you know, like you make your money back super fast with stuff like that. But like, I'm all about like where I can make money. Like, can I make money here and make money there? And then like, so I worked at a daycare when Wilds went to, we have like, we call it a play school here. Like, it's not really like a daycare, but it's not really like a school either. It's like a school that's yeah. a few hours a day. So I worked there like part-time whenever I started the boutique. And then finally I was like, seeing like the money that rolls in. It's like, if I actually stop working at the daycare, like if I put my, like all my effort into this, like money rolls in with the boutique. And so I'm like, this is my dream job. Why wouldn't I do that? And like, my fiance has a good job. So like, even if I failed, like I can get a new job. Like you can always go get a new job. I can get a teaching job somewhere. Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, I'm just going to go at this full force. And like, it's my dream job. I love doing it. Like I, like you meet people like whenever, like your customers and stuff, like people you never thought you'd be friends with. And they shop from you and you're like, dude, she's actually really cool. Like, and then she'll ask you, like, it's super cool when they're like, oh, should I get this or get this? And like, you may think stuff like that's petty, but like when someone actually cares about your opinion, you're like, that's cool. Like, I like her, like stuff like that we're hoping to do the same thing I feel like here um but then you like everything you just said reminds me of Kayla because like Kayla's husband does you know he's like he I don't even know what he does like what would you call him but he does everything (laughs) he can do it all you know like if I have a question about anything I'm like okay so can Shane (laughs) can Shane that's it it's like what would Shane do and so like I mean, I feel like that summed us up to a team, but then also this, like we've gotten so much like support and like feedback and like all these people pouring into us. And we're like, we don't, we don't deserve this. And like, just like little things that they'll say, like you're saying, it's like, that means the world to me. And we're meeting these people and having these connections. And you're like, dang, like, you know, like now, you know what it feels like to have like this, un, I don't know, uncircumstantial love or like, you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. I like that y'all are doing it together. Cause it's always better together. Like I don't think I would enjoy the boutique as much if like my sister models on like you go on my Instagram like it's my sister's face like yeah. so I'm like always like with someone like I think that's cool like when you like have the chemistry there it's funner it's always more fun than doing it by yourself you know yeah. and like y'all like with the first podcast when I told y'all like y'all seem like y'all have y'all's crap together I think it's because like <laughs> I don't know like when y'all, when you listen to y'all on the podcast it's like hanging out with y'all it's not like you're just listening to a pod does that make sense I feel like I was in the room with y'all they feel like on the mom level like I like that y'all are just like we're not perfect moms like y'all are like y'all say stuff and it like makes me laugh and it's not like not everyone has to portray themselves as like this perfect mom you know what I'm saying yeah. like you can still be like an f-bomb mom and still be like a good mom you know what I'm saying like stuff like that we don't understand how you're doing it because you're like run- you're co-running a boutique with your sister which like you're going to be taking over fully because it's your dream so she can do her nursing thing and then you have the babes on the block inflatables with your best friend and then you're coaching and then you also said didn't you do like 
then you take it further and do like park coaching what you saying I'm not doing it anymore but yes I wasn't but I was crazy like I was crazy like driving myself crazy that's what I'm saying I don't know how y'all do it how do you have four kids in the mix of all of it um I don't know like I'm gonna when when it comes down to it because they say like God only gives you know gives you what you can handle he has too much confidence in me let me tell you right now like what made you think this was okay? And then like Lorelai coming along, like after Ashley passed, I was like, I didn't think I wanted any more kids that didn't know her. And I felt like I'd t- like, I'll tell anybody, like, I feel like that was her like laughing at me because like, I remember like everyone mentioning like, oh, you're pregnant, you're pregnant. I was like, no, I'm not. And then I like, couldn't like go back in those conversations and be like, all right, this is Ashley's fault. This is Ashley's fault. And that's why her middle name's Ashley. Because I, feel, I swear to God that that was, that was her. I remember Ashley always hanging out with everyone older than her. I was like, here's Ashley with all the older girls. Like, she's so funny. Because I had to keep her with me or else she'd stay in trouble. It was so crazy. But ultimately, you like it better there. You like the small town feel. I love it now. Yes. High school was not the, it wasn't great. Like, I feel like I've learned so much from the choices that I've made in high school. Um I don't know. Like, I, I feel like even there, like I didn't have like a whole lot of like close friends because we moved around so much. So like, if I was there, like I would hung, I would, I was friend, like friendly and nice to everybody, but like, I didn't have any like best friends like you and Kirsten. But I guess it is cool to be the new girl on the block, huh? No. <laughs> Kayla, no? no. Yeah. Everyone no. thought she was so cool, but I think she intimidated a lot of people. <laughs> but like, there's, we're gonna have to go like into like a whole high school story one day just like I have a whole high school episode um but like I did learn a lot like the friendships I did make like I was really close with a lot of random different friends but like they never like hung out together I feel like the friends you make outside of high school is so different like yes the weirdest thing like you're like I never talked to you in high school but here we are as an adult I just have so much social anxiety now like it's so hard making friends like I felt like I wanted to do everything I could to make sure like you came on and like your nerves were, you know, calmed down. Cause I didn't know. I was like, I don't remember how I left off that friendship. I was like, I felt like we were always in a good place. Like I always, um, like, I didn't feel like I did anything, but then again, it's like, well, what if I did? What if I don't remember? You know, like I was, just- yeah, I do that too a lot, but no, like, I can't think of anything. I just remember you moving away. And like, I remember always being super cool with you and Ashley. Like I said, like, I feel like yeah. Ashley was always like the center of attention whenever she was in a room. And then I feel like you were always just super sweet. I feel like you were friends with everybody. Like, I feel like there wasn't anyone you weren't friends with. No, and I can't remember and not have not being friends with anybody either. And I like, I'm that type of person that like, if someone doesn't put in the same energy as me, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy though. Like getting pregnant at 21, I feel like all my friends are like in a different phase. So it's like, I got annoyed when my friends didn't like check up on me and stuff, but I had a terrible pregnancy. Okay. Going back to my kid, y'all, they told me yeah. my kid was going to have Down syndrome until he was born and then he didn't. So like the, the whole time I was that- pregnant. Yeah, we went to like special, like we went to the rock here, which is like the high risk doctor. And yeah. like, they say that they're the best. And like, they were like, so pretty much you have like seven markers for down syndrome. And he had like four of seven. And so they were like, like all my blood tests came back. Like he was going to have down syndrome. And then my doctor was like, you can get this test taken or whatever. And like, there was only literally one test that we had to like pay like $2,000 for and get it sent to California. And like, we waited like two weeks to get the results back. And that test was the only one that was like, no, like he doesn't have it. But like, you know, like the test, whenever you're like, right before you find out your gender and it like tests for like four different things, it's like spina bifida and down syndrome and trisomy 18 and stuff like that. 
It's like four different things. I think it's four things for girls and three things for boys or something. So the doctor like called me on a Friday and was like, I need to see you first thing Monday morning. And I was like, what the fuck? And so sorry if your kids are wrong. Might be. And then. (laughs) So I'm like freaking out all weekend and like go to the doctor and he's like walks in and like just hands me the paperwork. And like my doctor was so cool. Like I don't ever want to be pregnant again. But if I ever get pregnant again, I'm going to track him down. I heard he's not here anymore, but I will track him down. I'll drive an hour if I have to because he was just like so personable. But he was like, here's the paperwork. I don't see it on the sonograms like when I'm looking at you I don't see it so like from there on out like he knew how like young and stressed I was he was like I'm gonna like personally look at the baby myself every time you come in so like he knew like how I was So like you know normal people they don't see their baby every time they go in he would like let me see him and stuff and he was like personally listen to me I do not think that he has it but all the tests show that he does and he's like I don't want to tell you and be wrong but I don't think so and like that's all he would really say to me and then he was like, I'm going to send you to the rock to like get a little bit of like to feel better. No, like walked in there. And like, I remember like speechless, like the first thing they came in and was like, they put you in a room and they're like, tell you like all like the like groups they have in Jacksonville of people who have kids with Down syndrome and stuff. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like 21 year old brain, like, dude, I was partying three months ago. Like what, what's going yeah. on here? Like what? So they were like, trying to throw you in a support group, essentially. Is that what you're saying? Like, they pretty much tell you, like, if you're going to keep your baby, like, this is the groups that you can be in. Like, Jacksonville has a bunch of them and, like, like gives you all the information. And I'm just, like, jaw drop. Like, excuse me, what? And so, and then I remember, like, going in there and they were, like, pretty much at the point we were at, they were, like, you only have this much time to terminate your kid. And Jordan was, like, yeah, don't talk to her about that. Like, he was, like, that's not an option. Like, he was just, like, I couldn't speak. So, he was just, like, speaking for me. But I also didn't find out I was pregnant until I was three months pregnant. Yeah. So I like nothing. Like I got sick back to back with like the flu. So like my whole immune system was down. So I was like flu like symptoms and throwing up. So I didn't think anything of it. But then after like three weeks of throwing up, I was like, uh, I don't know what else could be wrong with me. So I'm going to take a pregnancy test. Yeah. And so I went to the doctor and they're like, uh, I think I was like at the time, like 12 weeks and six days. And I thought I'm, I never saw like wilds at like the the pea size he was like full baby I was like oh lord help me (laughs) but yeah so with that it was like my pregnancy was terrible I don't even know where I was going with that guys um they would do it all the time (laughs) no I think I I remembered until you said that but um I'm just thinking about just your whole situation in general I'm like oh my gosh like I could not imagine and then to see him now like just seeing like I can't put myself to where you were in that place but like looking at him now and like how perfect he is like uh, I feel like that would have taken away from my pregnancy so I I feel for you there like I hated being pregnant but I can't imagine like only having one kid and that being your experience like that would make me never want to have the kid again like I'm like I want him to have a sibling so bad but then it's like I can never go through that again like that was absolutely terrible like so bad oh so I was talking about friends not having any friends so I feel like I was like very bitter my whole pregnancy anyways because I'm like you go through that like I'm 21 like how am I going to raise a kid like this whatever and the whole time Jordan's like no we're gonna think positive like he he was very good the whole time and then like I had I got rushed into emergency c-section like literally when he came out it was like everyone was like he's good and like from there on out I was kind of like asking questions like why like why does he not have it 
y'all said he has a hole in his heart. Where's his hole in his heart? Like I was asking all these questions in the hospital and there was like no answers. Like like making sure he didn't get switched to birth or something, you know, like, like where's is this he, kid? Yeah, exactly. Is he mine? And like, I don't know, it was weird, but like, I feel like I was so bitter my whole pregnancy. And then like you, your friends aren't there for you too, because you're young and you're pregnant. And it's like, then you don't have any friends. Once you're a mom, it's like, you have no friends. I can, your relate. Friends are on the page. I can relate to that. And, and it, you wouldn't even know. Like, so I found out I was pregnant living here, right. In Tennessee. Um, so her dad at the time was like, you need to have an abortion. He went and told his family. So I ended up moving and then his family was like, well, why'd you move? Why this? Why that? And like, they never saw like him, like how toxic he was in the beginning of it. And like, I wouldn't say beginning like throughout, but like, um, so I moved back to Florida and like all my friends, I was 19 or no, I was still 18 then. Cause I, I just turned 19. I don't remember. I was young. Um, so anyway, like all my friends there, for instance, like I got to see, um, Alexis D's at the time and she wasn't in the same season as I was and it was hard like I'd go over to her house and she would she wasn't on the same mind track so she was like trying to like go figure out like who she could hang out with who she could do this you know what I mean like it was all these different things that she was doing and that was like one of the only people that I had at the time so I was like I was hanging out there and I was like this doesn't feel right because we're not in the same you know whatever so that was kind of hard not blaming her but like she was still she didn't have kids she was unattached and so like, yeah. I didn't know how to be a friend in that, in that same way. So then I felt like I kind of got shut off. And then, um, Lindsey Graham was there for me a lot when I first, like when we found out we were pregnant, we got her daughter and my daughter together a lot. We had play dates. Um, so that was like my first real mom friend that I had living in Florida. So I never had like the mom friend environment there, like at yeah. all. So I always felt so alone, um, until I moved up here. And that's why I feel like this kind of solidified it for me. Like they became friends. They became my family. And Ashley was really involved um, while she was still alive. And so I feel like that for me kind of changed everything. Like emotionally, like as excited as I am and as friendly as I am and how invested I am in these friendships, like mentally I do get exhausted because I'm not fully there, you know, like something, a big part of my life's been taken away and I'm trying to figure out how to get back to that place and that person that I was or like figure out what's not right, what's not clicking. So I feel like that kind of tied into my exhaustion in the same time. But like the friendships I make now, that's the one thing that still feels the same. Like I still get that feeling from Kayla, like and Ashley and Kim and like a bunch of the other friends, like Laura, Ashley Hunnell, like these people who are keep pouring into me. Like, I'm like, okay, I got to do everything I can to keep them because yeah. I know what it's like to not have them, you know? Um, so that's why I feel like for, for friends and like having friends, like I try to make sure everyone feels valued important whatever because I know what it feels like to not have that yeah and you're lucky see I have no mom friends like I my one mom friend is like more than 10 years older than me so it's like we relate but like she has a high schooler and a kid that's eight and him and wilds hang out and we lived in the same neighborhood so like that's how we became friends and she's super cool so like we go like the water park and stuff like that but like she's literally like I'm not joking like she's my only mom friend like I don't have mom friends here so y'all are lucky y'all have each other yeah there's not it's not there and so like for Travis and I going back like I'm so thankful like I I I don't know like I say it too much to Kayla I feel like I'm always like you like you what you have is so great because like before like when we first we were friends for a while and then I moved and then when I came back like she has this really like big circle of friends that like they talk constantly and it's just such a great thing um 
And I'm just like, you, like, I'm so envious because like, that is so awesome. Like you don't have that there. Like, yeah, I'm so glad like you can relate because it's. I want to pick up all my stuff and move there and join your friend group. Please. We will gladly take you. Take me on on as a cheer coach. The the community cheer coach. coach. Jordan has to coach. You have to coach. I do have um, like, but with a friend group, like there's what, six of us. Yes. And it's really hard sometimes though. Cause you have, it feels like you have to manage like being in a group of friends, but also the individual oh, friendship yeah, like, like, people out and stuff. Like, yeah. Like so there's like, out of something. Yeah. yeah. So Kirsten's trying to get pregnant. I don't know if you like follow her. <laughs> for stuff. So no, also too, like as a mom, it's kind of like, I hate to be like, if I think about like getting pregnant again, like it's, that's one of my things too, is like, she drives an hour to gain sort of like her fertility treatments and stuff. And I'm just like, Oh, like, it sucks because like that's my best friend and like I know how bad she yeah. was baby and I'm like I got pregnant so easily like dude I tell everybody like I'm like it took two times two times of you not doing what you're supposed to do and I have him like <laughs> it took one like, for my younger girls I'm like do what you're supposed to do crazy I remember Bo was nine months old and we got pregnant with Finley oh and then God. yeah so I was like I remember just bawling and I came out of the bathroom and he's like nah uh nah like, yeah like what do we do and then, so two boys, one girl, we were good. Like we kind of talked about having a fourth, but really just kind of shut, like shut the door on the idea. We were like, we're done. He, he had already talked about getting a vasectomy and all kinds of stuff. And then the night of Finley's second birthday, I was like, something doesn't feel right. And I, I know I'm pregnant. I just know I'm pregnant. So I went to Walgreens, grabbed the test, came back, went in the bathroom, same thing, come out. And I like tossed the test out. And I'm like, here we go. Here we go again. Oh my God. Yeah. I was listening to y'all's thing about like loving the second kid as much as the first kid. And I'm like, that's one of my biggest things too. Like I have such anxiety about that. Yeah. I think it would be so cool. Like I could see you just having like these all-star players, like kind of like Kayla's situation, just like popping out boys or even girl. Like, I feel like, I don't know. Like you, if you you see Brandy uh, Cruz, that's, that would be you. I could see that. That'd be you. You would have to do like the Anna Bryant, you know, isn't that her <laughs> name? Isn't that her last name? You know what I'm talking Savannah, about? Take yes. LeBrant yes. or whatever. Yes, that's it. LeBrant. Gosh. Um, I feel like y'all would like have to vlog because it would just be the cutest thing. Well, thank you. But dude, I would be, I always say I can't have girls because I would be so hard on them. I would be like, dude, you better have this tumbling by this age or. I have four. <laughs> four. Four girls. Girl, you have them all in cheer, and that's going to be expensive. I know. Um, Gracie's kind of like Bo for Kayla. Like, they're so, like, I don't know, like, artistic. And I feel like she would take to it so naturally because she's always, like, I have the pack and play right here. She'll put her legs on the pack and play and then, like, just hang from it and just do all these flips on the walls and stuff. So I feel like she would take to it really easily. Addie's really, like, she's very... I don't know what's it called. Like she has rhythm. Like she's very good with dancing and like, that's her passion. So she loves that part of it. Um, the performance and she's so full of herself. So I, I can't even go on. I can go on that, on that all day. She just thinks she's the prettiest thing, the cutest thing, whatever, but she has to herself. She'll see that. But then as soon as she gets around other people, like she feels attacked. Like she's, she can't like, there's something that like switches. Like she has, she feels like she has to compete. Like she's not good enough. Um, yeah doesn't care about nothing and then god who knows what lorelei's gonna be so uh, these next couple years pray for me i'm just gonna say that pray for me can't do it you want to tell addy's um mirror story yeah this ch- okay so <laughs> what was she doing i can't remember now she was getting ready for um 
cheerleading her, like uh was it cheerleading or was it a dance I don't oh I think it was was the competition because you had already did her makeup didn't you yeah I think it was the competition day that's what it was um and we have this like stand-up mirror just to get ready and look at each other or whatever and so she walks up to her and she goes oh fuck like checking herself out and I died I was like Addie what'd you say and she goes I look so good <laughs> and I was like oh you can't say that but she I'm was so dead. <laughs> She's eight. And so she was just like, oh, fuck. And I called Kayla like, shut up. Like, I can so, so hard. <laughs> I'm I was so dead. That's, that's hilarious. hilarious. But I've never said yeah. that about myself. So I don't know where she got that. But she just, she was so in her, like, I was sitting back. Like, one, <laughs> I, like, she knew how to use the phrase. So it's like, shame on me because she said it correctly but at the same time she was feeling herself so like the confidence that she got like even though like take the word out and say like oh my gosh or whatever the confidence that she had in that moment I applaud yeah that was awesome I'm like I wish I had that much confidence I saw myself in the mirror and I said that (laughs) I know (laughs) she said it so she was so full like herself Mm -mm. okay so how how old is she what grade she's eight second grade and what does she have tumbling wise cartwheel that's it so we're I mean, working I feel like I feel like the right after cartwheels and roundoffs get perfected then comes the front walkover and the back walkover well our problem is we don't have the space like we're in an apartment the lady downstairs is like a witch she doesn't like if we walk she complains so we don't we just we don't have the space for it now and then when I was pregnant with her I was going to get in like iron infusions we didn't know what was going on I had like placenta accreta so it was just like a lot of stress so I was able to pour into her then we're literally moving like during this next week, the whole, like during the month of April. And it's the first thing we do, we're going to be buying tumbling equipment. So that way, like Laura, I can crawl around. We have a baby gate. It's something that she's interested in. Um, we have like mom friends who are willing to show them Kayla's experience so she can bring over her daughter and like us do it, you know, as well. So I'm not really like too concerned. I feel like she'll, she'll take it quick. Um, yeah. She's still after- so young though. Like, you worry about, like, going to middle school with a back handspring and stuff. Like, right now, I feel yeah. like you're, like, she's where she needs to be. Yeah. And like I said, once they get, like, at that age, they're going to get bored with cartwheels and runoffs, and then they're going to go to want to do front walkovers and back walkovers. Like, it's going to, like, progress so fast. I feel like you're going to be like, what the crap? And then it's crazy because I feel like all these little girls who get, who, like, have the confidence to kick over their back walkover always get back handsprings. Like, yeah. the solid back walkovers, it's, like, next, they, like, have a back handspring, like, that fast. Mm-mm. we were just t- I actually judged a um a varsity tryout Friday and a bunch of middle school girls were coming up and the coach was talking about that how all you can tell by a kid's back walkover if they have a back handspring and I was like I've never even thought about that that's smart because if they have a solid back walkover you know like they have a back handspring and they're about to get it so like you'll yep. know you'll I'm be like we're gonna do Aunt Carson calls where I'm gonna be like okay listen here Carson did, <laughs> is she doing this correctly uh we need help or like I'm we go to down. at least once a year. So like, we'll be to coming down in October. And I was telling Kayla, I was like, I cannot wait. Like we were talking about this and we were kind of nervous. Cause like, you're our first special, you know, guest on the podcast. And she was like, well, you know, Carson. I was like, I mean, I know Carson, but I don't like know her anymore. And so like, I was like, I don't like this. will be just as new for me as it is for you. And I was like, the people we get on, I want to make connections with, like, I want, I want to hype you up as a person. I want to make sure like we're putting your business out there, like, you know, business, not like business, but like getting you to where, you know what I mean? Like 
I just want to build these lasting connections. And so I'm like, if we go to Florida, they want to be able to go see these people. And like, if they're in the area, then they can feel free to come stay with us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. When you messaged me, I was like, dude, I'm so honored. Like, why me? That's so sweet. Like I was at lunch with my family and I was like, this girl I went to high school, just asked me on her podcast. And I was like, what? No, but you are so like, you are so cool. Like, yeah. I have, like I sent um, Kayla, like your link. And I was like, she is, I was like, people look at her and she is inspiring. Like she is a main character energy. Like she just has yeah. that. And so Thank I was you. like, look at this, look at what she's doing. Look at this, look at what she's doing. Like they, you reminded me a lot of me and Kayla, like you and Kirsten did. And then like yours and Cammy's, you know, relationship, like sister wise, like that's how me and Ashley were. And so like trying to explain that to other people, like you always had Cammy and just like, I always had, you know, Ashley. So it was like, yeah. I can see you so much. And I was like, she would be perfect. And everyone up here. So, um, sports, you know, minds, the mindset. And like, as a mother too, I was like, this would just be the perfect first you know, special guest. Well, thank you. Cause I mean, I've enjoyed it. This is fun. All right, y'all. That's all the time we have for today. If you will go and follow us on Facebook or Instagram, we're at girly talk podcast and you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Bye. 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 See how good she did that. <laughs> Just be right, like, all right, guys, we out. Deuces. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Peace out, bitches.